Welcome to Optimist in Progress with me, Tom Johnston, and my co-host, Dr. Drea Lettermendi. Morning, Drea. How are you doing? Good morning, Tom. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. And it's coming up to the end of the year and a nice moment to reflect on a really inspiring conversation with Clarence Greenwood or Citizen Cope, amazing musical artist and prolific creator of very, very original music and I guess originator. He is really interesting and wants to build his music into lots of different spaces, whether it's a live expression of his music, whether it's an album expression of his music. He's working on a film score at the moment. And there was a couple of things that in that conversation came up, which I thought was really inspiring and would love to understand a little bit more. The first one being flow. He talked about having his own process and not being too knocked around by the industry, not listening too much to trends, not having too many external influences on his music, but really actually being able to listen to himself and channel that, which I think has led to very fresh sounding and original output. And I was really interested in how he put that together. And do you think there is any relation with just being able to listen to yourself uh, in order to get something that's original and not derivative and doesn't sound like other people? Yeah, he is very, very introspective and has this healthy self-consciousness. And and I mean that in a way that he's able to listen to his authentic voice. And like you said, just stay within his own creative parameters and not let the outside world influence him to the point where he becomes less authentic. And I think that's really hard right now, especially because we have a lot of media influences and a lot of different voices and people dictating, telling us who we should be, what we should do. And and that's the culture of our current social media. So he's been able to kind of preserve that. He didn't name it flow, but I think that's probably a very good example of what flow can look like, how someone can live with flow. And we've talked about flow on the show before, But we haven't quite aligned it to the creative process and to an ongoing sort of existence that leads to ongoing authenticity, fulfillment, and in Cope's case, just a very prolific kind of lifestyle. I want to read a quote that can kind of give us a sense of what flow is. The best moments in our lives are not the passive, receptive, relaxing times. The best moments usually occur if a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something difficult and worthwhile. And this was said by the one of the pioneers of positive psychology, Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, uh, who for decades has talked about how flow or this concept of reaching a very focused, absorbed concentrated and creative state is one that that is particularly uh, fulfilling and and related to our sense of happiness. This is something that we all can achieve. And yet it's not something we tend to look for anymore. So he's talking about being absorbed in something that's difficult, actually being challenged by something is 
how flow occurs and putting everything into something specific is how you you get there it's sort of like being in the zone and we've talked to athletes we've talked to performers we've talked to artists creatives it's this sense of you know whether you're playing an instrument or dancing or even doing something academic that you achieve a sense of focus and concentration that actually is the exact balance of challenge and engagement, but also not too overwhelmingly stressful. So it creates this formula of uh, attunement with the mind and body. And it's pretty amazing. And I think, Tom, you know, as an athlete, you've probably experienced this a handful of times. Definitely have yeah, whether training or racing. I have experienced it a few times writing and running. Uh, being in the waters is something where, you know, I can definitely relate to the feeling flow. And I think that it's, it's, it is really interesting, as you say, you're concentrating on something, you're doing something, but there you're somehow meeting whatever the challenge is at the right level. It's not, the challenge isn't too big. Um, or it's not too easy where you can kind of take your eye off the off the ball or eye off whatever you're doing. But there's some kind of somehow a matching of what you're able to do and what the task is. And they kind of seem to take you somewhere together, which is a it is an, a, an amazing state. But I've never thought of it, honestly, as something that's actually quite difficult. I think often a state of flow is seen as something that's oh, so it's come so naturally to people it's so easy that they can kind of flow through it. But actually, I think it's really interesting, the idea that there is some inherent challenge in it, which is the thing that's pulling the best out of us. Yeah, there, there has to be something that keeps us engaged and curious intellectually or creatively. And, and Cope articulated this in a really helpful way, especially for those of us who may not be performers or musicians that he's able to kind of tap into his authentic sense of curiosity and talent and the other thing too about flow is that it's so individual funny enough as as much as psychologists want to bottle flow and make it available to everybody at on demand we can't really do that it's not something that we can just push a button and say you know this is my state i'm in a state of flow we are constantly seeking it and that's different for everybody but that also makes it particularly fascinating and really special uh, especially when we are able to achieve flow but I have to say that especially during the later stages of this pandemic a lot of us are not achieving flow a lot of us are in Mm. different states uh some of us feel at times that we're overly stressed and exhausted and we're just trying to survive. And then other times we tell our bodies, you know, I, I just need to rest. And so we're finding that we're passive and, you know, putting our minds and bodies into a state of rest and restfulness. And that's okay if we need it, but it means that we may not have that sense of existence that is, is, is really about, um, finding a unique sense of oneness with ourselves and with the environment that can be really fulfilling. Yeah, I see what you mean with the 
it does actually take quite a lot of energy in to achieve flow and you need to have energy in the first place to do that and if you're just wiped out by the pandemic or you keep being interrupted by things and that that can't you you're not going to have the right energy for it what's interesting to me is there's a lot of effort in and but it seems like a very rewarding state to be in do psychologists see flow as something that relates to um being creative productive is it related to any other emotion yeah i I think that the neurobiology of flow is important to uh, to center which is it's not just the moment itself that can be fulfilling it's what comes after that it's that sense of accomplishment and attunement to to it's it's very self-affirming um when we are masterful at something we feel really good obviously about ourselves but we also feel this this almost um like we're propelled into our our own futures it's a very optimistic way uh uh to to think to have a mindset around and there are some chemicals that are really important as a part of flow the serotonin the dopamine these feel good um very natural organic um and neuro processes that um, create a sense of reward in the brain. Mm. And when we're languishing or stressed, we can't accomplish that feeling. And some of us who might be more prone to getting depressed or anxious, uh, or have sleep disturbance, um, really are going to suffer more if they don't find these moments of flow. So actually it is related to happiness. Being in this state of flow is is almost kind of happiness in progress kind of thing. Is it? Is that? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And um, Sixth Sense Mihaly, pioneer of positive psychology, has many uh, TED talks and YouTube uh, um, clips that I urge people to look up because he makes that connection between flow and happiness. That many of us are, you know, again, really searching for that sense of self fulfillment and equanimity. And flow is the pill, the natural drug that can get us to that state. This is something that, you know, again, all humans have the equipment for, um, but we are struggling sometimes to find that exact state of consciousness. Um, I really want to come back to Citizen Cope and say that he, he realizes that his environment is a huge part of that formula and we should all take heed. We, we should all listen to that advice as well. If we don't have the right environment that's nurturing and that can help us focus, we are not able to achieve flow. So we're coming up to the end of the year. Often it's a time when people reflect on the year that's just been and start thinking about what they want as intentions for a new year to come. Often people think about mastering something or improving a skill or um, doing something creative that they haven't done before taking up a new hobby I guess the ultimate with that is to achieve a state of flow in something that you're doing and so what are the things that people can do to try and bring that on and also what are the enemies of flow what gets in the way you mentioned that earlier on that you need energy to to put into something and also it does seem like being in flow naturally 
is about not being interrupted by things, which is very difficult. What are the things that we can kind of take away that might get in the way of flow? I'd say first, in a very practical sense, especially for folks who are experiencing a hybrid or work from home work environment, that flow can be difficult to achieve. You know, think about the kinds of distractions that we might have when we work from home. The, whether it's the other family members that are uh, interrupting us, the different challenges of the day, the aspects of home life that may not be uh, helpful in allowing us to concentrate on a project. So I'd say that the environment right now is really imperative. We really have to think about the environments that we're in. In terms of what it is that we're doing, it's really interesting because flow can be something that is achieved around things around pleasure, things around work, things that are creative and could be even performance related. So I, I don't want folks to think that, gosh, I've got to be a musician or a writer or have this talent. Um, flow can come from a lot of different places. What I definitely recommend is that we think about something that is relatively familiar, but not overly challenging. So I'm not a coder, so I'm not going to suddenly decide I'm going to be a, you know, a, a game coder and think that that's going to achieve flow for me. Um, mm. But also, if I pick something that's too boring or uh, doesn't require a sense of engagement from me, a sense of curiosity, an iterative, sort of increasingly challenging um, interaction, then then I can't achieve flow in that state either. So again, it's sort of this right balance of picking or focusing on something that we feel we are good at, but we are continuing to master. So your energy kind of goes forward. It doesn't, you're not just finding yourself bored with it and, and starting to look at your phone screen. For sure. And I'd even say eliminate those screen distractions, turn off the screens, put all the phones and devices away unless they're involved in the engagement, right? Uh, that's the hardest part because I think we live in a very active um, notification culture where we're just constantly being distracted by the different beeps and buzzes and notifications that are not necessarily harmful to us, but could interrupt the process of flow. Drea, thank you. I think at the end of the year, I'm going to try and find some space to try and find some flow in some area of life. I just have to decide where it is. And I think that understanding that flow comes from doing something that's a challenge rather than just being great at something and making it look easy is, I think, a really brilliant way of uh, thinking about how you might get there. And the most powerful idea related to flow really is foundational to positive psychology, which is that we have the ability to impact our level of happiness simply by changing the contents of what's in our minds, what's in our consciousness. That in and of itself is such a powerful message that we can all work on controlling and influencing ourselves to achieve well-being, happiness, fulfillment, satisfaction. I think that's one of the most helpful messages around this. That's very powerful. Well, thank you, Drea. What an inspiring conversation around flow. And I look forward to having the next one next week. See you next time, Tom. 
Thanks for listening to the Optimist in Progress podcast, brought to you by Optimist Drinks. This podcast is presented by Dr. Drea Lettermendi and me, Tom Johnston. It's produced and researched by Lisa Farr-Johnstone, with original music from Reginald Science Perry and edited by Brian Ward and Aginia O'Dell. Email podcast at optimistdrinks.com with any questions or ideas and follow us at Optimist Drinks on Instagram for updates on upcoming shows.